Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. The Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the Internet's only college football podcast. If you want another one, too bad. It's the only one that you get to have. It's absolutely uh, true. Hmm. Please don't verify it. Okay. Yeah. Huge shot across the bow against Godfrey in that opening minute there. Yeah. Came out came out right against it. Oh, I mean, there is split zone duo, but we could talk about them later. Primarily an NFL podcast. Our rivals are always NFL podcasts. We can always class them up to that. Okay, that's a good show. Great show. Let's break. <laughs> you know, you're just waiting for somebody to say something and they don't. Ah, oh, life. Hey, y'all. We, 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 had, we had another week of football. It happened. Do you, do you know how I know that we are into the swing of something resembling a football season? Hmm. I woke up this morning after, you know, our, our full day of working from home covering games and I walked out into the kitchen and I'm pretty sure you and I were the only adults here yesterday. And there are four open, not empty, just open bags of Fritos on my counter. And two of them are the same kind of Fritos. Are you talking like full bag? 
Yes. There are like, I mean, like partially eaten bags of Fritos. There are four of them within like a three square foot counter space. Huh. Well, we ate the scoops, so they're done. Oh, thank God. You mean like since I found the bags, you have eaten the scoops? Yeah. Yeah. We ate the scoops. That happened. That just leaves the two. So we have, we're down to two open bags of regular Fritos and one open bag of blue Fritos, which I frankly find alarming in Chile because it looks like the chili has gotten some kind of necrotizing disease. Hey, Auburn football. We should um, <laughs> We should <laughs> also ne- transition. We should Thank also... you. Segway to pass to myself. If only Stetson Bennett could pass to himself. We should also note two things for you, the audience. Hi, um, it's Monday and you're listening to this, maybe. I oh, guess shit. they don't control your life. Um, mm-hmm. And that's new, or at least new for this season. We're going to two shows a week. We will have more information about the second show, not today, right? Yeah. Okay. Not today. Um, we'll, do it. We'll, we'll bust that on Tuesday. And Jason is not here because he is, uh, he's probably the one who placed that, what was it, $1.4 million bet? On the Jags Bengals over. Oh, yeah, he's over. headed into the sunset in a cherry red Mustang. Yeah. So if you're wondering, but he'll be back for, for the next episode because he'll blow the money betting on other Jags Bengals games. Going back, what, what would be the dumbest bet you could have made this past weekend? On college Did football? You, yeah, that would have made sense. Not something where you know you in, you would lose in hindsight. Not something where you say... Not, you say, a, oh, not a long shot, like, bolt, like crazy no, thing one, to do. one that would have made I sense at the bet time chris felica that tennessee wouldn't beat missouri and now i have to wear a t-shirt bragging about their longest active national winning streak um auburn scores auburn scores a touchdown felt like it wouldn't have been a crazy thing to say <laughs> <laughs> how long did they say it had been on the broadcast since that happened two years I'm I'm looking through I'm trying to look through the the play by play real quick here. I don't think they ran a play in the ends and in the red zone. Can I before we get into all the other ways we are disappointed in Auburn, can I raise a particular one? Sure. They did they did yeah. in fact have one possession going to the red zone, but that was in. Please go ahead. It is we're letting Spencer decide what week it is this season, so it's it's week magenta for all we know Mm -hmm. but it still feels thanks to all the delayed schedules like it is fairly early in the season would you agree with that yeah we're just we're you know we're just settling into this very uneasy swing of things it is way too early for auburn to so clearly display that they are in a fire gus year you know when you have a whole bunch of shows that you want to watch on Netflix and there is an unending stretch of working from home in front of you in sight, you know, you want to ration things a little bit. You want to save some episodes for later because you don't know how long you're going to be stuck here. Could we not have waited until, I don't know, the first of November to decide whether this was a fire Gus or higher Gus year? No, we couldn't like, come on, man. Like Auburn. I don't know. I feel like Auburn skipped to the last chapter. Uh, oh. Unless unless the actions of this weekend indicate that this is, in fact, a canonized Gus year in disguise. But, but I don't know, man. Every Auburn season is like a choose your own. Like if, if a season is supposed to be like a novel, <clears throat> Auburn seasons are like a choose your own adventure book. 
that you read incorrectly by going in sequential order of page <laughs> is numbers. Is that where you think? Yes, go, this is, is exactly where, what yeah. has happened. You're like, is wow, I've died. I've died nine times, and also I'm married to a space ant. That's weird. See, I did, uh, you'll be shocked to hear this, but I always did that with Choose Your Own Adventure <laughs> books. So when I opened the page, and it went from, it said, like, I opened the castle door, you know, turn right. to page 34. And I, I mess up and turn to page 43 or something, and it's like, you have flown off of the ski, right? You, you've flown off of the, the ledge. <laughs> Your skis fly off, and you impact the ground 2,000 feet below on the floor this of the valley. This is how you live your life, too. And I was like, because it always made sense to me. I was always like, well, I guess I missed something. Life's crazy, though. <laughs> that could have happened. You know? Like, you enter the Colosseum. The yeah. blinding sunlight shields you from the sight of dot, dot, dot. Turn to page 72, and it'd be like, the You're secretary like, holds William... a pistol to your head. <laughs> this <laughs> you is know? William Faulkner's best work. <laughs> this is incredible, man. I always thought I just didn't get it, and that became the norm. <laughs> Was there ever a point in your childhood at which the point of these books was explained to you? No, no. Okay, okay. It, you would be astonished how little no, I, I had explained to me. No, I wouldn't. It's true. I like that you approach these books with a certain level of fatalism, where <laughs> where you were sort of like, I, I know it says choose your own adventure, but none of us can control anything. The I think cosmos, I really always... Yeah. You know what? That That's a scathing, searing, but accurate insight, because... I really did always assume that about those books. I always thought, well, no, you just die. Yeah. Nobody you're, really you're never... chooses their own adventure. Anyway, good night, kids. That's very strange because I was just thinking about these sound like, when I think back on Choose Your Own Adventure, they sound like they were written by children. As mm -hmm. in, you know, when you're coming up with all the grisly deaths that happen in each book, you know, and then you're you're staked out on an anthill, Robinson Crusoe style, and the the pirates drizzle you with honey as the mm -hmm. fire ants swarm up your legs. And then I remembered uh, the younger hall boy telling his teacher that he didn't think uh, the teacher's recently deceased grandmother was a ghost. She was probably just dead. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Like, I, I have would... a distinct memory of a choose-your-own-adventure book where, uh, I don't know, you fall through some kind of wormhole. Oh, no, no, you make, there there is some kind of evil entity that grants you one wish near the end of a story, and you wish to go home, and mm -hmm. you end up on this, like, ice world called home where you're forced to mine with your bare hands and like the mine supervisor says, you know, if you find water in the ground, you can drink it. If you find worms in the ground, you can eat them. Good luck. Anyway, Auburn, Auburn shows football. It, Auburn's adventure was Auburn shows the go to page 107 where Bonex throws 40 passes. Whoops. Yeah. And I will tell you of those 40 based on the ratio I saw a good 25 of them meant nothing. No intent, no aim, no ability. That's not that's not his fault. Tell because... your doctor if you experience bonix side effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I tell you one other prop bet, by the way, before we just make fun of Auburn for about another sure. ten minutes? Yeah. One other prop bet from the weekend that I would have taken, uh, it, it, without the gift of hindsight, I would have put like if you said put ten grand on this, I would have put ten grand on it. If I told you that Kentucky had 408 yards rushing, would you just go ahead and bet on the outright win? I would have said they win Ooh. by three scores. Yeah, they lost by one. God. They they lost by one. Lane Kiffin, so, is, Lane Kiffin is just a sexual madman. If you what? just said... No. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> out there. Absolutely not. 
So there, no, he just said it. It's free. Sexual in the world. anarchist Lane Kiffin. I'm your just... direct report. I didn't say you were a sexual anarchist. No, I just object to the environment. Oh, that's in fair. which I'm being forced to work. That's fair. I think a court would find that you agreed to be on a podcast that would would discuss Lane Kiffin, and therefore you waived oh, Guinea. God, that is. See, this is why you're an attorney. Yep. Our attorney. Oh God. The, the oh, world. Arzel, speaking of which, you should know that all of our conversation that happens here is privileged. Privileged. So if you want to yeah. like plot any crimes, Ryan can totally get us out of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Noted. Thanks. You're, you're welcome. Welcome to Lane the show. Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, to start off his Sunday, uh, by the way, retweeted Core Fitness Oxford with a tweet that said, Our instructors Jennifer Faraday and Lydia killing these new moves on a Friday, showing them working out on what looks like Pilates machines. And I realized that because Lane Kiffin tweeted this with the uh, line, Best workout ever! Two exclamation points. Not three, just two. Yeah. Um, I realized that I was like... Yeah, and it's three ladies working out on Pilates machines, and I realized, oh, he's the only guy in the Pilates class. That's the move. I think that's kind of sweet. <laughs> it's kind of sweet in that he's like, no, I, I mean, I don't mean, I mean this like maybe 15% lasciviously, 85% sincerely. I think Lane Kiffin really does think, man, no, really, like, core Oxford, killing it. This is the, great. The pliable Lane Kiffin. I, I was, I, I'm really glad that you said that, Ryan, because take something like the presidential fitness test we all talk all the time about how you know coaches and and writers who never played the game you know have no business knowing what it's like what kind of risk these bodies are being put through but i gotta tell you out of all the physical tests that we could put football people through the one that i would most like to see all of them try is the sit and reach oh yeah Farts. I'd, I'd, I'd farts throw Phantom days. Chair in there, too. Phantom Chair is pretty good. God, it would reaches... smell like a hash brown hospice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Undead Waffle House. All right, so Reach and all the linemen are like, mm, you might not want to sit back there. Um, Can we get back to making fun of Auburn? Is that okay? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Here is the meanest thing that happened that Georgia did specifically. The final score of this game is 27-6. And it was an ass whooping, probably worse than that, I would say. Way worse. The halftime score was 24 to 3, which meant that rather than just sort of like step on the neck, make it like formally out of reach, Georgia was just like, oh, you're so, ah, you're so close. Just grab it. Just grab my hand. Oh, I'll pull you up. Don't worry. Oh, ah, just keep running, buddy. Nope. Just sort of let them dangle. Let them think like maybe Auburn Jesus magic will show, but there was no Auburn Jesus magic. Hey, Georgia might need some Jesus magic um, after that super spreading in the stadium. (laughs) Where 15,000 or more are gathered. There is. That was was 60. I got a joke. I got a joke. I got a joke. Go for it. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? I've been working on this one. Okay. What's big and white and labored and, and has labored breathing and is beloved by every person in Georgia's stadium uh, and might not live out the year. <laughs> Give up? That's the joke. That's no, the no. joke. It, it's Ugga. <laughs> That's the better turn you could take with that joke. I don't understand what you mean and I won't respond to any further questions about it. This is, is it bad? 
Is it bad, by the way, that, that they said 15,000 people? And I looked up and thought, that's 57,000 people. I thought it they also like... said the upper deck was going to be closed, and there were clearly people up there. As a reminder, this is the same conference that fines you $250,000 if, if your um, fans rush the field. So they're really good at counting people and at telling them where they are and are not supposed to be. Mostly I'm disappointed in the SEC because, like, you have a, you have a revenue stream staring you right in the face, and you're not going to, you're not going to, like grab some georgia money yeah you you're not gonna conduct, come you wouldn't up. have to conduct any tacky fundraising campaigns or furlough any employees and you won't un thinking, unlike rushing the field or rushing the court you're not gonna get like that well you know they're ruining the fun of college football like you'll just say uh it's a health thing sorry and boom free three hundred thousand dollars whatever you want it to be i was thinking masks so that we could do the sec mask and give one to rob Lowe. So we can just improve Rob Lowe's collection of league-oriented masks this and hats. Is still, this came up earlier, and it's still bothering me however many months later. Where in the fuck did Rob Lowe get that hat? Oh, Fox <laughs> gave it to him. Fox 100% gave it to him. Just gave right? him an NFL hat. Yes, I, I'm sure. I'm sure Fox. I'm what sure Fox was hats? like, "What are those hats for?" I I bet you that I bet you they just like. Uh, here's what I'm betting happened. Fox knew. Fox told Rob Lowe, because that was like at a Chargers game or some shit. And they said, Rob, come to the game. We'll, you know, we'll put you on the sideline. You have a new show, I think. Like, it'll be good promotion, whatever. And he's like, cool, cool, cool. He shows up. He has nothing even vaguely sportsy on. And they're like, well, now you don't look like you're here to watch football. And they just like had a PA rummage around and they're but, like, I mean, why did that hat exist? Oh, um, hmm. for whom did that hat possibly exist? I like it. I like that's for somebody who would wear a Yum Brands hat instead of a KFC hat. Yeah. Like I it would be dumb to wear the second week in a row. We're going to bring up the Burger King credit card. <laughs> or if you wore like a GM hat instead of like the Pontiac hat that you wanted to wear. Right. That's how that's how stupid the concept is, right? Like parent nobody ever wears a hat of the parent company of the product. Nobody goes, Hey, you know what? General Foods. Love them. Love them. They make, you know, they make Pop Tarts or whatever. I'm gonna see if, if the NFL shop has just like An NFL hat <laughs> in the Rob Lowen. Here's where I'm going Ooh. with this. It's the NFL. Do you have any idea how many people have to sign off? on every single decision how many people had to think that this hat i want a six-part investigative podcast how many people had to think this hat was a good and useful tool in order to get it made and into the hands of celebrity spokesmodel rob Lowe? yeah i i think i think it was just like we had this from like a halloween sketch like 10 years, eight years ago or something. I, okay. I I, think it was just, this is the only thing we can find. All right. I'm, I'm glad that we've, I'm glad that we've settled my mind on this. Oh, wait, there's a, oh, wow. I'm sorry. <clears throat> At first I was going to say, I can't find anything. But if you go to the NFL shop and you go to shop by team, it's in alpha order. There's a Washington football team at the end. And in between Seattle Seahawks and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there's a section called Shield Merchandise, 
and it's just NFL logo stuff. That's it. They call it shield merchandise. Shield merchandise. <laughs> they don't. Um, oh wait, okay, I have okay. it set no, to how, hoodies and sweatshirts. Is it on clearance by any chance? Because I feel like this should be our next giveaway. Here is the thing you can buy. You can buy this should a be giveaway like, items for split zone duo. You can which buy I almost a, just called shutdown duo. Oh god. Yeah, I'm talking over everybody tonight. No, you're yeah. fine. You can buy a um a hype like a hyper colored tie dye rainbow snapback hat with an NFL logo on the front of it. Somebody's got a birthday coming up. And here Before it is. You... Here's here's a, here's a gray NFL logo hat. Uh regular price 35.99 down to 21.99. This is like I'm just going to get you a Bank of America sweater. There's a throw Christmas. pillow. Oh my god, Holly. There's these a are throw only a, pillow. These are $11 and I'm sending you 8 of them. Thank you. You're welcome. It's like, it's like rooting for gravity. <laughs> NFL. Enjoy NFL. I think the bank was right. Uh, w- one more thing, by the way. Is it bad that Bo Nix averaged 4.4 yards of completion? God. That he oh, had so God. little time. That he had that he threw 40 times. If I'm going to throw 40 times and I'm going to average 4.4 yards as an average, um, I better be getting 17 yards of carry from the rushing game. Which that 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 was not what happened because actually I should be averaging eighteen, but instead uh, Auburn averaged one point eight, one point eight yards per carry. Spencer, who is tonight. who's Auburn's offensive coordinator? That's Chad Morris. Who and, I and, swear, and, I swear, y'all, <laughs> I swear he was really good at this at one point. No, listen, I where, am practically on like a Justin Fuente level of getting this higher wrong because I thought this was going to be flames. Where was Chad Morris last year? Um, for for could at Sam least a, Pittman, I, could Sam Pittman be winning without his players? <laughs> it's worth asking. Where, just asking questions here. I really like where this is going. He's at Arkansas right now. Yeah. And, and what was Arkansas doing at the same time that Auburn was getting inside the Georgia Red Zone once and leaving uh, that game with two field goals? Oh, Ryan, this is the night the pit man became a pit master. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is the best. Okay, big ass. First of all, you should know 20 straight losses in the SEC. Over. Over. Done. Finito. Okay. How did they do it? They did it by winning a 21-14 game against Mississippi State, who beat the defending national championships just a week earlier and three. And for then put out a hype video about it. On them. And then put out yep. a hype video, the premise of which was, hey, it's safe to come root for Mississippi State now. Why don't you do that? Hey, give us your heart, girl. I won't break it. Head I'm, a scor- a I'm a scorpion. I'm a scorpion. Yeah. I need to get to the other side of the river. Maybe you were thinking about op- opening that scorpion ferry service. You know, the one where they won't sting you. Yeah, yep. guess what? You sting, lose. sting, 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 sting. <laughs> I told you what I was. I said I was little, Mississippi State. I'm just a little scorpion in an utterly useless and cosmetic mesh mask. <laughs> yeah, 21-14. That's that's what they did uh, to snap a 20-game losing streak. Um, half-man, whole hog, Sam Pittman, 
an actual ham-shaped football coach, perfect <laughs> for the job. Kind of ham colored like, too. Like you know he's ready. He's, he's, you know he's the body like that, a cathedral. You know the body that Krang walks around in. Like, <laughs> that's the, Sam like, Pittman. That's Sam Pittman with hair yeah, do, and a shirt. And do you know on. what Krang? Do you know what Krang is? Krang is the hive mind of Hogville, right. living right. on Sam Pittman's body. The actual powerful. Would you like? Do you guys know what Krang's android body is named? Do you know this? Do you know Pitman? The Bubble Walker. Wow. Which is pretty close to the Bubba Walker, so we should just go with it. <laughs> yeah, that's the bubble. That's the Bubba Walker. That's the Bubba Walker. Yeah, because for so long, remember, this is actually I'm going to get deep and symbolic here. For so long, the power of Arkansas, which we all know is immense and threatening to other lesser states, has been divided between and two different stadiums. Coaches. That's right. Between two different stadiums, Fayetteville and Little Rock, got to play games in both. Otherwise, if you were allowed to concentrate that much Arkansas in one place, whoa, whoa, yeah. it's just not fair for other teams. Weirdest Zelda game ever. It is. Go find but the Arkansas to, Triforce. My Arkansas power theory is this, that two things managed to focus the power of Arkansas to the point where they win a conference game. One is that Jerry Jones commissioned an enormous sculpture of bronze hogs raging across the countryside and then made sure that it had special mood lighting at all hours and was surrounded by an enormous fountain this totem focuses the arkansas gets it bubbling gets it cooking second they hired sam Pittman, who like i said already looks like a big old ham kind of looks like a big old hog and um was the perfect coach for arkansas because uh, game wise they're they're just gonna they're gonna fill out the paperwork and do everything right, and you know who won't do that two weeks in a row? That's correct, Mississippi State, with Mike Leach as head coach. That's just not gonna happen. You're not gonna get the paperwork right two weeks in a row. KJ Costello was intercepted three times, and goddamn, I'm real happy for Arkansas. So do you know the name again of when KJ Costello got onto campus? June, something like that. Mike yeah. Leach thought he was heading to a barbecue, but the only um, charred flesh was his own. A member of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Yeah, that's, member... the dumbest hor- that's the dumbest horror movie ever, by the way. When you look down, you're like, oh, I cooked my own hand. Like, Buddy, I survived actually... Tennessee, South Carolina. Don't you tell me a fucking thing about dumb horror movies. Um, a, member of the, uh, <laughs> a member of the Moon Crew <clears throat> Discord brought up uh, of their and I won't I won't say who this person is because maybe this is private information uh, that they work at the bron- the sculpture foundry where the bronze hogs came from mm-hmm. and the name of the artist who I, I assume designed and made these <clears throat> is Dick Idol <laughs> like Billy Idol I D O L Oh yeah no the name is funny but it's it's even but it's better true. Now it's true. Uh, the name isn't funny. It's deadly serious. <laughs> idol. Dick idol. No, but then but then I extend it and go, oh, that's funny. But then do you realize what Dick Idol's other gig was besides sculpture? No. Dick Idol is actually a trophy hunter god. Like he is really? a <laughs> Yeah, he's a dude who is so good. Like, like he's a, a dude lion killer? No, he is. Yeah, like he is so good at hunting, particularly uh, deer and elk. That Dick Idol is actually one. He lives in Montana and still guides from time to time. And two, Dick Idol 
authored the following guide, among other books about hunting, but this one is my favorite when you combine it with his unique moniker. The best of Dick Idol's Whitetail World subtitle and topic following after the colon is this. Hunting the Four Periods of the Rut. Dick <laughs> Idol. I bet. Dick I Idol. Just bet. Yeah, Dick Idol just talking about the rut. Four um, stages of the rut, girl. Mm. I'll take you through all four stages of the rut. Sincerely, Dick, Dick Idol. Dick God, Idol this has... sounds like something Dana would have read aloud to women in the Wheeling <laughs> Casino when he was in Morgantown. Dick Idol has also designed statues for um, <clears throat> NC State, uh, a oil company's world headquarters in Houston, uh, the Bass Pro Museum in Springfield, Missouri, and a Cabela's Superstore in Minnesota. Man, that's... And a, and a high school in North Carolina. What a what a wonderful. Hartzell, please find this high school. <laughs> well, let's How do you well, bring... He's not here. Let's send Cerber there. How do you bring that up casually? Like, hey, you know what you guys might want here? Could you use a 30-foot statue of an animal? Well, sure. We all could. In this case, uh, for Green Hope High School in Cary, North Carolina, it's a uh, double-sized, life-size falcon, which is 70 inches tall and has an 80-inch wingspan. Oh, I saw that. I thought he was making that for South Carolina or something. Which means no, I completely misunderstood the type of bird. Carry on. Can we go to the Bass Pro Museum? Oh, we gotta go to Missouri? Yeah, never mind. Let, no, right. let's just go to the Pyramid no, you're in right. Memphis. You're we're, right. we're still doing a live show at the Pyramid in Memphis, assuming, big assumption, that we all live through this. No, but no. I only travel to SEC States now, so can't do it. Oh my god. Not it's to be It's a big done. time bear! Baron Branson. They hand me a banjo. You look at the stats, and it's not even like, oh, Arkansas, the offense woke up for Arkansas. It's like they had 275 yards. They went 5 of 14 on third down. Like, but but Mississippi State turned the ball turned the ball over four times and had two failed fourth down conversions. And it's just, oh, I love Arkansas so much. I really, yeah, like they're in the position now where I will love them unconditionally for a year, even if they don't win a game because they won a game. They did. They only had two hundred seventy-five total yards. Ah. They, the, they 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 scored. They went on. They had a touchdown drive to open the second half, and then they like basically didn't get a. Fr they got like two first downs, the rest of the game, <laughs> and they still won. Uh, that final drive, by the way. Uh, leading 21-14 with two minutes, uh, two and a half minutes left. Yeah. I saw every Arkansas fan openly wishing for death in yeah. that last two minutes because uh, they they ran on first down. Or they, actually, they passed, trying to trying to get a little something going. Uh, didn't, didn't do anything. No gain. Then they ran. Then uh, they did get a first down. And then they started racking up penalties and losses until... They had to uh, face third and 36 at midfield. Third and 36. <laughs> That's kind of when I knew they were going to win. Because I was like, oh, it's third and 36. You yeah. can't try anything. You're going to punt. Like, that's going to happen. And yeah. And then uh, and then they actually somehow managed to win. And shouts out to Sam Pittman in every single way. 
but I adore that if you check, they they filmed him because I guess anticipating a kind of I don't know who's the best locker room post locker like Paul Rhodes is legendary for the I am so proud of you guys, but Paul Rhodes was of course fired by Iowa State. More on them in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, maybe maybe like uh, who's the best locker room speech guy now? Hmm. I don't know. Dino's up there. Yeah, Dino Babers. Okay, we'll go with Dino, right? Yeah. Dino, they were expecting, I think, some sort of extremely awesome, very like amped post game speech. And instead, Sam Pittman, being the big old bubba that he is, was like, Well, you know, y'all eat your orange slices and clean up. I'm real proud of all of you. <laughs> You've done everything we've asked of you. And I really, it felt like the really, like the most earnest, awesome, but still very high school coach speech ever. Like Sam Pittman got up there and was like, That's great. Y'all go hug your mamas. Take 24 hours to celebrate. Um, Y'all remember hydrate. Everybody needs that. Like he's, everybody, he's like everybody, such... take a lean pocket on the way out. <laughs> he does. He's like, we got some Chick Fil A out there for you. <laughs> like, well, like they, no, they handed out the game ball, I think, and even that they was did. even that was they... not not low energy. I would never say that to people who no. just like played a football game, but it it was it, it it was joyous, but it was not the hollering that we have come to associate uh, with our Arkansas brethren. Maybe that's because, like, no, it, at, at this point, an Arkansas win should feel like <clears throat> the end of an action movie where you're like, are are we all safe? Like, is the bad guy dead? Are we are we okay? Like, we're not really going to celebrate. We're all in kind of a state of shock. It's a bit like the end of the nice guys. We're like, well, hey, at least you're drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody I got hurt. I could actually, die. Actually, a lot of people got hurt. Okay. <laughs> Also, oh, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. As a thousand other people have, have found out, congratulations. The Michael Leach life cycle of a team, Mississippi State, you are firmly in it. Enjoy they the ups, through enjoy the, the entire downs. spectrum of the experience in like two weeks. Like Auburn, Mississippi State is doing what Auburn is doing and speeding up the narrative to compress along with the actual schedule like the narrative arc of the season. Like we have got, oh, Mike Leach's offense is really to install. Hey, y'all should probably change some things. And why start now? Hey, the end. Hey, hey, guess who they're playing in two weeks? Who's that? Texas A&M. Speaking of, hey, first of all, happy mm. birthday to Texas A&M. We are recording this on October 4th, which is the day in 1876 that classes began at uh, what, <clears throat> what at that point was known as the agricultural and mechanical college of texas fun fact um well two fun facts first of all uh the first uh the first few years that the college was in existence it taught no classes in agriculture and uh local farmers eventually complained that the college was abusing its mission and the president and the faculty were eventually replaced and given mandate to actually wanna, teach agriculture and engineering. Do, do you want to face a bunch of pissed off farmers that you aren't no. teaching enough agriculture? Like no. literally rolling up with their mules what? and pitch. Yeah. What, um, what were they, you teaching? They were, they were teaching classical studies, languages, literature, and applied mathematics. Oh, no, motherfuckers. No. But no, af- this will but, not stand. But after that, you could still attain a degree in scientific agriculture or civil and mining engineering. Y'all yeah, need to teach meats or I'm going to cut someone's throat. <laughs> um, the, other fun, the other fun fact, uh, approached to be the president, the first president of Texas A&M, Jefferson Davis, former president of the Confederacy, starting a long A&M tradition 
of uh, attempting at least to overpay SEC uh, coaches. So. <laughs> Uh, to t- I wish to you'd teach- told me that earlier because I bet we could have made a hell of a segue out of this. <laughs> I was going to say, Jim. Both, Any say both about Jim- anyway about lost causes? Yeah, Jimbo and Jefferson Davis were both denied jobs in Alabama after a while, so that happened. Wow, wow. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, this like there's like 14 listeners who are like, yeah, UAB. I remember that shit. Yeah. They wanted Jimbo to be the coach, but UAB was too good. All 14 of you, I love you. Bring it in. <sighs> no, UAB yeah, so, wasn't too good. The Alabama Board of Trustees was afraid that they would get too good. Well, you know who else wasn't too good this weekend? Mm, who's that? <laughs> That'd be Texas A&M. Hey, but you know who's still rich? Yeah, Jimbo. So rich. I was going to say Jimbo's esthetician, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jimbo's esthetician is, is not earning those paychecks. God, man, Jimbo. speaking of Jimbo's hair, those kids were on islands. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope at this point Jimbo just leans into the rich thing and just, like, starts getting, like, foot massages or 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 whatever in the middle of the game. Just like, yeah, I'm getting my Manny. Y'all get out there. Get, get one of those, like, vibrating leather chairs. <laughs> get a I little hope he side does car one press for Miss Rev. The press conference, I just hope Jimbo shows up with a wad of cash, and every time anyone asks a question, he's like, how about $400 not to answer that? How about I ask you to leave? <laughs> I know you broke. Say I know you broke, journalist. Peeling off hundreds and throwing them. And there's Jimbo Fisher yeah. starting the new tradition of the pregame acupuncture. And there he is. Oh, it's so good. So relaxed. My chi. My chi is so balanced. <laughs> broke, broke people's cheese never balanced. Ah. You know, in other words, say you know what you can't you can't spell cheat with cheat because it's with an I. That's it. You thought you think it was close, but you're poor, so you don't know that. Ah. Um, this this game. Can I tell you my favorite point in this game? My favorite point. Uh, by the way, if you score 21 points in a quarter, that's usually when you know you win. Alabama dropped 21 in the second. Just like, just like, yeah, sure, keep up. I dare you. Absolutely dare you. Please respect Alabama's Alabama doing that for thing this. Where they, they lap you and then they they turn around like still running, but they start running backwards for a few steps, like just a wave. Mm-hmm. Oh hi! They did that with and and it is, is a joyous moment. In the, yeah, because eventually, by the way, if you're listening to this, you go, "Oh man, what are they talking about? I thought A&M would put it up. I just haven't had time to watch my games." Spoiler: Alabama won fifty-two twenty-four. Remember when Nick Saban lost like maybe one or two games? scores of like 42 40 and they were like oh i don't know man nick remembers yeah, nick that does. Time. and nick was like oh look we're short on points i will never run out of them again never i will recruit eighteen thousand wide receivers who all run the same deadly accurate routes at a 4-2 pace this game is what it would have been like this game is what it would have been like to actually watch a medieval knight fight a dragon where at first mm-hmm. you're like ah the dragon's confused and he's the armor is sparkly. And then after about 10 minutes, you're like, ah, the dragon has eaten the knight whole. Yeah, let me take let me take that from you. I know the exact point where the knight managed to get up on their feet despite having lost an arm. And you thought, well, no, maybe he's going to make it out maybe of this Maybe God is with him today. Kellen Mond yeah, is kind was... of a knight-sounding name. Like, Kellen that, that's Mond. Some Gal- that is some Galahad shit. Yeah, yeah. Sir Kellen of Mond. 
Yeah, he wandered into the cave, lost an arm. He's about to get back up. But Sir Kellen of Mon, after a 12 play, this is probably actually when you know you should have lost when it took you 12 mm. plays to go 40 yards and get a field goal. And you thought, well, we, we cut the score to like uh, theoretically a three score game, right? We we cut God. it to a we cut it to a three. We're we're getting that's we're, a real, we're chopping away. That's a real H three drive. We're like it ain't efficient, but it looks good. Don't no, no, it doesn't. Yeah, no. We're getting back in it when you when all of a sudden. By the way, when early in the second quarter, like five minutes in or early in the second half, and in A and M's case, about three minutes into the second half, you're already pulling out the card that tells you, okay, you're only down four scores. <laughs> Here's if how you, you do, do it. this many two point conversions, yeah, that's like the point in the that's like the the point in your own personal billing cycle where you go, well, if I cut off the cable right now, I can still pay water, but then I could cut the cable back on and I won't owe it for another two months. Okay, good, this is working. This was just the point where A and M thought they were back into it, and then uh, Alabama said, "Cool, I'm just four plays later gonna drop an 87 yard TD on your head." Jalen Waddle did come up with a great Halloween costume from this game. I'm yes. going as Mac Jones's stat line because it was scary as shit. <laughs> well, that's nice. This is a uh, two. This is a two. This is a two. A stat line, like this, fac, yes! like facsimile. I, I looked up, and not only is Mac Jones still at Alabama, he's going twenty for twenty-seven. For four hundred and thirty-five yards, and not mm-hmm. even like what? and that not even with the benefit of, like the running game was fine for Alabama, but it's not like oh that was because they were killing them on the ground. It was just like no, nope. not exaggerating. That's a two-a line. Also, it should be noted they scored fifty-two points, and normally when you see fifty-two points in today's game, you think ah oh, well they ran something like seventy plays. But we're 80. Or Maybe the they... SEC has restarted basketball. Yeah. They really had it going, right? Uh, no. Alabama only went 5 for 10 from third down. You go, oh, 10 third down opportunities. They didn't face many mm. third downs. That's correct. Yeah, they really... On first. There's, there's, uh-huh, they, um... only, they ran 56 plays. So, 56 plays. So uh, A&M dropped from 13th to 21st in the rankings. In the AP Top 25, they are right behind now. Michigan, who again has <laughs> has not played, but jumped. Three do, spots do we want to play week. our game from last week? <clears throat> uh, where Michigan where, is? Where, where you're drop, 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 dropping the teams, and then you get to Michigan. Yeah, yeah, Michigan. Yeah, did uh, Michigan the, hold steady? How did they do this weekend? Michigan jumped from 23 to 20. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so so AM dropped to twenty one. They are one spot ahead, and I swear, like I don't know why this keeps happening except that it's funny as fuck. They're one spot ahead at Texas who dropped from nine to twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both and both of them are ahead of Louisiana. A Wait, team why? that Texas hasn't play. lost. <laughs> God. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. O- Oregon. Oregon Oregon rose two slots this week. Yes. Two. Yeah. Oregon by 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 doing nothing. Penn State did nothing and dropped a spot. Um Ohio State stayed where it is. This is a fun game because it's so stupid. Wisconsin jumped three spots. So dumb. 
I'm going to buy a double zero Oregon jersey to celebrate uh, their record at the start of the season. <laughs> All right. Listen, y'all. What? It... <laughs> this is the best one. I'm sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. One more. One more poll thing. Then we can actually move on to more actual football. No, this um, is great. Uh, so, so how many teams have gotten two games off? Not many. How many teams have gotten three? Uh, well, a lot, a lot of teams have gotten two, but not that many have gotten three. Yeah. Not that many have gotten three. Okay. I, I know of one team that's gotten four games off. Four. Yeah. yeah. Four games. Four, yeah, I know the 4-0 team you're talking about, too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, that'd be them ponies. Mm-hmm. SMU. They, they've actually won four games. Pulled it off somehow in the year 2020. And where did they sit in the polls having won four games and, and stacking up the most wins uh, of any team in this poll, by the way? Any team in this poll. No other team has four wins. And where do they sit? SMU is at 18. <laughs> They're at 18. Penn State hasn't played a game, and they're at nine. Yeah. yeah. BYU, uh, BYU's just a, he- a little bit ahead of SMU at 15. North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina's at eight. Ah! <laughs> BYU, um, <clears throat> the three games BYU has won, they've won by scores of 55 to 3, 48 to 7, and 45 to 14. They have trailed for zero minutes this season. Their opponents are 9 of 39 on third down. BYU has only committed eight penalties so far this year, and they are barely ahead of 0-0 Wisconsin. It is amazing to watch. I'm going to say it for you. I'm going to say it for you, BYU fans, because you can't. You've been beating ass. You're going to go, hey, you shouldn't use the word ass. But inside, I know you're going, yeah. Yeah, man. So, so here's the thing I'm going to ask you both, and you might know this now that you've looked at the poll, but maybe you don't. Who is the only undefeated team left in the Big 12? Is it Kansas State? No. Kansas State lost to Arkansas State to open the year. Is it Oklahoma State? Correct. Oh, God. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma State undefeated. This is the Oklahoma Ass Whipping News Network. (laughs) (laughs) That's what OAN stands for, buddy. The good news is uh, we... we, Thank, uh, Thank you, sir. We definitely like 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 many better out, outlets than ours. We also won't get credentialed by Oklahoma State football. So, speak for yourself. I'm going in there like Q forward, Q heavy. <laughs> Be like, read the first letter of every single one of these emails that I'm sending you, and there's a code in there. Mike Gundy's going to be like, he gets it. He gets it. He sees it. He sees mm-hmm. the code in the matrix. He's there. Yeah, that's the only under this. This makes total sense that in the like near apocalyptic year of twenty twenty, Oklahoma State would finally get there too. They're still going to lose to Oklahoma though. Like that's happening. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anything could happen in bed lame. <laughs> they could lose by a little. Speaking of teams, lot. speaking of teams from Oklahoma losing. <sighs> yeah. What else? What else happened? Okay, so can um, I tell you I almost forgot about this? In this, the yeah, this is of... the part. This is the part of the podcast where I'm like, man, we really talked about the SEC a lot, but on the other hand, I don't know that like fans of certain Big Twelve teams have a problem with that necessarily. <laughs> Do you guys? I, I, this is one of the few Simpsons references that I can actually summon. 
You know that Simpsons episode where Homer takes like a wine making class and his brain, it turns out he runs out of RAM in his brain and he forgets how to drive? Yeah. Yeah. That was this game to me once <laughs> Kentucky and once Kentucky and Ole Miss happened. It just kind of slid like a cat knocking a coffee cup off a table. It just kind of slid this game entirely out of my sight line. It, well, it doesn't help that Oklahoma did this right after losing the week before mm. to Kansas State, where where you're sort of like, wait, didn't am I like experiencing lost time? Is this deja vu? What is happening? And granted, they're they're very different games and teams, but. Whew. Can uh, maybe it's so, not news um, because it's not surprising who'd anymore. They lose to Iowa State. Yeah, they lost to Iowa State. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because uh, actually, since Lincoln Riley took over, I believe he's two and four against Chris Kleeman and uh, Matt Campbell combined. They he in other words, he loses to them all the time. Yeah. He he loses to them all the time and beats up on the rest of the conference because those are the two teams that uh, do all the things that Oklahoma can't do, like tackle. No one on this defense can tackle. You're just I, saying that because they didn't do that during the game. <laughs> yeah, there's. think about how small the game is compared to the rest of the week. I'm saying. Maybe they're going into grocery stores and tackling people left and right. Um, That would be more than they did against Iowa State because uh, at one point there's this clip on a long TD score by, by Iowa State where there are four guys in the box behind the linemen so it's like four linemen and then four and they're all bunched up you know that whole thing in youth soccer where you know they keep screaming yes, at kids bunch like ball. bunch ball it looked like bunch ball Against an Iowa State team that was showing pass. Like a swarm. Had no intention of... Yeah, no. Four of them there. And they didn't blitz. They just kind of stood there like, when's the cha-cha slide going to start? Let's go. You know? Left foot, let's stomp. Right foot, let's stomp. Like, they were waiting for that. They didn't Drop do anything. Yeah. That's how you go. That's how you go 0-2. You play the two teams that give you the hardest time because they actually block and tackle. this time. Still beat gun D. Clap, 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 clap. How by the way, that would be the best bedlam result is for Oklahoma to completely shit the bed this year, get to bedlam and beat Oklahoma State to give them their only loss in the year and knock them out because everyone's like, Oh well, yeah, you couldn't even beat Oklahoma. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Is ugly. Um, although I will shout out this. Uh, Mike Rose, Iowa State Cyclones. Iowa State Cyclones always have some guy who is Max Bro. Like they've got, they have like at least one dude who is Max Bro. Yeah, and this is a lost Danny McBride protagonist. Yeah, you need to go see Mike Rose, who had 11 tackles in this game. He is a linebacker and he looks like, if I told you Thor's youngest son, not the older one who made really good grades and was no, super the, responsible. No, the one who's been delivering pizzas and trying to work some stuff out. Yeah. Mike Rose, linebacker for the Iowa State Cyclones. Had a great game. Just, an I, incredible I would describe player. this young man's hair as resplendent. He's from Ohio, in case that surprises you. Well, look, 
surprise. It happens to people. It does. He it looks happens. True. He looks like the guy who is told, "Hey, man, I think you're the only one who can pull that sword out of that stone and become king." And he's like, "Ah, it sounds like a lot." <laughs> I got, I got, I stuff. got a thing. Yeah. I, I don't need. Yeah, I don't need swords. <clears throat> who can carry a sword? It's bulky. That's why you carry a gun. Or a bike like, chain. Or <laughs> <laughs> I brought a bike chain to a sword fight. <laughs> I saw this really cool documentary called Road Rash the other day. Awesome. <laughs> Who needs swords when you got these well, pythons, well, what's bro? What's it about? <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking oh, okay. about studying to be a vet. <laughs> I just think it's weird that oh, that no, I just Oklahoma's... want to drink at the VFW hall. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who asked for permission to drink at the VFW? That's what I'm saying. That's true. The uh, this is also set by way of saying that how many defenses were didn't improve when Mike Stoops left. This, they, but they, that's the thing is like it, it seemed at points last year with Alex Grinch that they had like they were making progress. Mm. It does not feel that way right now. I I, th- I think I think the problem the problem might be that uh, they they can't get. They can't get the big fat dudes that you need to have a good defense. They just don't. They're they're not to everyone in Texas is keeping those or they're getting recruited away. And Oklahoma, this is again, this is my fat dude deficiency theory, which is based on Bud Elliott's actually more complex theory about how to recruit big fat dudes. But you don't have those big fat ballers on the line. And Oklahoma hasn't gotten Oklahoma period hasn't gotten those in like the last twenty years. And now they get even less than them before because they are such a treasured quantity that everybody pulls them out of Texas now. But uh, but yeah, see 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 Bud Elliott's thesis for that on big fat dudes and where to get them. Oklahoma's hey, lost it. Speaking of Stoopses, uh, do y'all know where Mike is now? I have no uh, idea. I do. He's an analyst at Alabama. You know what that means he's doing oh, yeah. during games? Possibly. Hmm sitting up in the booth and banging his knees on one of those tiny little desks every time he jumps up in a rage fit. My very favorite form of Mike Stoops. Wow, Mike Stoops played for the Falcons. I didn't know that. Oh, what? Yeah. That, ex- that explains a lot. About the Falcons, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. He um No, nah, about Mike more. He he signed as a free agent, he uh, but then he uh ruptured his gallbladder in a car accident and missed mini camp and got cut. I am sorry for the car accident. I feel like he's probably a happier person for not having to have been a Falcon. I think that's true. Yeah. He's falconed his life in many other ways. Let's put it that way. It's got to be great to be a Falcon, though, because, I don't know, life's pretty good. Can you're on the field. You can reach us at 38 guys. <laughs> you're making money. You know, you're in a town where, like, your money goes pretty far. Like, I don't know, sure. things are great. Now, yeah. now that's only true if I don't actually think about how it's impacting anyone watching it. Like <laughs> your money also doesn't go that far compared to other NFL cities. It depends on the city. Like, yeah, Jacksonville's got us there. Then again, you gotta live in Jacksonville. You don't have to. There's you what you could live. You could commute from where St. Simons. There's boats. That's all I'm saying. You can There's live in the boats. ocean. <laughs> this is you my favorite. You could live in my... an underwater lab. You who accuses me of having an idiot Man, shortcut for everything in life. We're going to get a shit ton you, of Georgia calls. You just came up with. angry that you imply that there weren't boats here, sir. <laughs> There's boats. 
That's the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever heard. We can say that to anything. It's so dumb, it's brilliant. You're like, oh, I don't know, we can solve that problem. There's boats. God, this Oklahoma's is exactly what defense. planning a getaway with you would be like, like a, a heist, a heist escape. <laughs> tell this me, Gardner, the most tell me, Gardner, idea you've ever had. Tell me Gardner Minshew doesn't live in Sea Lab. Tell me. There's, there's mm. boats. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, wait. Was it wise to put Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville as we are approaching Sea Lab Horizon? Yeah, it was. It was no, necessary, right. in fact. You're right. Okay. He's, le- he's leading the way. Uh, also, also, as tourism slogans go, Jacksonville, colon, there's boats, is pretty fucking good. <laughs> Among the truthful things that you could say about Jacksonville that fit on a billboard, that's there. Yeah, that's right. I would run. I could run. I could Not probably. Not like a billboard. I could probably get fifteen mm, percent of the vote in the mayoral election of Jacksonville just running on there's boats. There's boats. I would like there's to. Boats. Please tell us your plan for overhauling the city's educational system. <clears throat> Two words. There's boats. Yeah, man. Semester at sea is there's boats. Semester at sea. Did you know? Semester at sea is just a fancier way of saying there's boats. Did you know of anyone who did semester at sea? No. Yes. You did? Yes. I can't name the friend on air, but you know him. It was his little sister. How did it go for her? Man, she wrote a lot of poems. (laughs) Sea shanties. Odes to the whales. Yeah. 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 uh, can, Can I remind you of who started that business? That's correct. The Hevener family. You might recognize that name if you're a Florida fan. Yeah. You might recognize that name if you're a Florida fan because they built the athletic complex at Florida. Major donors to the program. Do you know who runs it now? Who? The academic sponsor of Semester at Sea? Colorado State. Yes. (laughs) Colorado State. There's boats. The high seas. This, I'm afraid you've actually unlocked a key to the universe with this. Yeah. That we can attach there's boats to anything. You're, uh, uh, try it. Try it going forward. Shorter okay. than the shortest Bible verse. Uh, That's true. So speaking, speaking of a voyage to nowhere, I need help because I did watch a lot of football on Saturday. However, my game, Florida, South Carolina, which was great. It's awesome. We won. South Carolina didn't. South Who Carolina is we? took. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, South Carolina took four hundred. Spencer got snaps. God, the SEC network got in your bloodstream. Quick, <laughs> I'm so poisoned. <laughs> he's gonna have to talk about. He's gonna have to talk with the Georgia fan about how good Georgia looked. He has to do that, and he can't Great. cuss. No. I do, and I can't cuss. I just have to be like, I don't know, y'all, y'all boys brought them hammers. Whatever. Ugh. Whatever we may put you through on this show and whatever you may put us through, ultimately we're going to come out ahead because Ryan and I don't have to go on television tomorrow night with three people who are younger and better looking than we are. Wow. Damn. I mean, mean, younger's definite. Better looking. I don't know. No. I'm sorry. What? I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) I would have. I think you would have had a better chance of lying about your age for some reason. My attractiveness doesn't come across on television. It's more of an in-person thing. Please welcome aroma. special guest, that lady who got her face ripped off by a chimp. 
<laughs> she has some... personal magnetism. <laughs> it just she means had... the iron filings stick to you when you walk around. I'm the woolly man. Look at yeah. you, ambulatory woolly willy. <laughs> Literally attractive. Oh. No, it's uh, so I don't know what happened in Texas TCU because I was watching another game and haven't caught up to it yet. Um, I can so tell I, you. Am I to understand that TCU won? So, so yeah. yeah. TCU won. Um, Texas plays, I would say, a minimum of four games a year that I will call um, expunged DUI games where they really should have lost, mm. but at the last minute, someone and who, like, basically the football equivalent of the judge your dad plays golf with, mm-hmm. like, comes in, and technically that loss never happened. And if you ask me about it in this work interview, I can say, no, I didn't lose that game. But in this case, the the judge, like, dad was mean to that judge, and this is a, this is a legit DUI. And, oh, Texas, that means we saw, everybody saw... Because, um, because you do you know anything about this game? Like, do you know at all? No, I know this. I know, I know that there were 17 penalties in the first half. That's literally all I know about anything in this game. I also know that having watched TCU recently, I have no idea how they did anything. Um, so like, this is this is heavily recency bias bullshit, but ultimately, like. Texas had the ball first and goal on the TCU one down four and fumbled and lost it. Like Texas was in position to take the lead with very little time left. And they just like fucked up at the worst time possible. It's boring answer, but like, because both of these teams like sort of were, they they sort of like mirrored each other and you can even see it if you go through the drive chart where it's like <clears throat> they all punt back to back and then they all score back to back and they like turn the ball over but like it's this weird like matching that's going on and Texas just like fucked up worse than last but also you're Texas and you're not supposed to do that against a TCU team that like didn't hasn't looked that good this year like hasn't looked great this year didn't seem like they would should you know be able to beat you but they did so that sounds depressing yeah i like yeah yeah man yeah i i don't know like the i have to talk about something that i really enjoy so I don't know. Should I go ahead and hit this last point? Because I think it's important. Yeah. I want to yeah. close on. I want to close on a happy note. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did Central Florida lose? God. Yes. Yes, yeah, they did. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. 